0: The ESPN Chicago Post Game Show is live. Listen on the ESPN Chicago app in HD at 100.3 HD2 and on AM at ESPN 1000. Let's get right into it. Here's your host, Fred Huebner.
1: Ah! Well, it was a hell of a lot better than last week, wasn't it? And if we knew it had to be, plus we knew the Bears were playing the Detroit Lions who fall to 0-4. 312-3323776. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Let me know what your thoughts were of the Bears as there was a new play caller. Matt Nagy tried to explain everything about play calling and how they come up with the plays and who calls the plays and why it matters and why it doesn't matter. We'll hear from Matt Nagy. Uh, we'll also hear from Justin Fields, who after completing six balls last week and throwing for. 47, 48 yards. He um, had a much better game this week As um, for the game. Fields 11 for 17, 209 yards, one interception on a tipped ball. He was sacked just once compared to nine times last week. So we'll take your calls. 312 A lot of good things when you're watching the game because we saw a quarterback, we saw an offense that actually ran some play action, that ran some guys in motion, that actually threw the ball downfield. How nice was that to see? And it started early, throwing the ball downfield. There was no delay. They threw the ball downfield very early in the first series.
2: Second and six at the 40. 180. Play fake.
3: Field sets up deep in the pocket. Quick time.
1: Oh, Gus Johnson making everything sound exciting on Fox or FOX, as he kept saying throughout the course of the game. And it was exciting when Justin Fields was dropping back and finding a Darnell Mooney. Mooney had a really, really nice game for the Chicago Bears. Five catches, 125 yards. He and Justin Fields, they work after practice each and every day. Uh, Fields said in the post-game press conference that they actually get together and stick around. He throws passes to them all the time. They've got a little thing going, which is great to see because Darnell Mooney is a guy we knew had to step up this year. Because you needed another guy on the other side from Allen Robinson. Robinson, for himself, three catches, 63 yards today. I think he only had three targets, so we caught them all, including going up really high for a ball down the right sideline, grabbed it, kept his feet in bounds. It was a really nice catch, but it was nice to see as the Bears were throwing the ball downfield. They were running play action. They were having guys in motion. They had the... Uh, uh, running backs and the tight ends blocking at times. The, uh, the offensive line, which had nine sacks last week, as I mentioned, just one sack. And uh, Fields said, actually, that was on him. He should have got rid of the ball a little bit sooner. And if you watched the game last week, and we discussed it last week here on the postgame show, uh, Fields did hold onto the ball a little bit too long last week. Now, nine, not for all nine sacks, but yeah, several times he probably could have got rid of the ball a little bit sooner. But fields looked more comfortable today. The Bears were at home so far. Two road games, two home games, two home victories, two road losses. The Bears have a bizarre schedule this year where each and every week it's it alternates. Uh, road home, road home, that would be road for the fifth week. And that'll be in Las Vegas against the Raiders who have a... Monday night contest as they take on the Chargers so the Bears will catch the Raiders with one last day of rest. We'll see how, if at all, that matters next week. A 3 o'clock game in Las Vegas 3-25, 320, whatever it is. Jump on in 312 2, 3323 776. The other story of the Bears game today besides Justin Fields and besides who was calling plays for the Chicago Bears was the play of David Montgomery.
0: Montgomery running left. yards. They eat
1: up six minutes and 11 seconds. Oh, and that's the nice thing about Gus Johnson. He gives you all the information you need. It was a four-yard touchdown run. A Montgomery of the Bears. They move downfield, as he said. 12 plays, 75 yards, 6-11. And if you look at it, that was the longest scoring drive the Bears had. Now, in the past, you might see the Bears dominate time, move downfield slowly. Not when you've got Justin Fields throwing the ball. You get big chunk yardage. For the game today, Fields passing for 20 yards or more five times. The 20-yarder to Mooney we heard from, a 64-yarder to Mooney, a 30-yarder to Allen Robinson, a 32-yarder also to Mooney, and again to Robinson for 27 yards. That's nice to see from a Chicago Bears quarterback. Five passes, five completions for 20 or more yards. You don't see that very often from a Chicago Bear quarterback. There were some negatives. The Bears um, just one for eight on third down, but as I mentioned, Montgomery was another one of the keys. In the second quarter, Bears took the ball, marched downfield, uh, David Montgomery hitting the pay dirt again.
2: First down and goal. 180. Was that? Here's a handoff to Montgomery. Breaks it inside, still on his feet, pushing the ball. Touchdown,
1: Chicago. Yes, another touchdown for David Montgomery, and on that drive, the Bears got the ball At their own 11-yard line. They lost a yard by Montgomery. Then Fields goes deep to Mooney. 64 yards. A pitch to Montgomery for five yards. Then uh, one yarder for Montgomery. Fields scrambles. He can't find anywhere to go. He goes down the right side. Gets 11 yards. The second quarter starts first and goal at the nine. And um, all of a sudden, next thing you know, the uh, Bears get the touchdown. David Montgomery would not be stopped. He had guys, he was carrying guys into the end zone and looked very, very good. The downside, Montgomery gets hurt. That's right. David Montgomery left the field late in the contest. Um, he's going to have an MRI tomorrow. As soon as he went down, he grabbed his left knee. Um, no idea exactly what it is. There are some reports that it looked like it was a hyperextended knee, and they say you know that probably would not lead to a serious injury again. No one knows for sure until the MRI takes place. So the MRI is scheduled for tomorrow. But David Montgomery hurting that left knee after he has a really, really good game. 23 carries, 106 yards, and two touchdowns um nice to see from Montgomery 3123323776 3, 3, jump on in when Montgomery went out Damian Williams came in Damian Williams the running back formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs he had 8 carries for 55 yards and he actually went out with a quad injury late in the contest the bears uh getting a Damian Williams touchdown from 4 yards out on that drive in the 3rd quarter 6 plays 77 yards Two minutes and 49 seconds. This after Duke Shelley deflects a fourth down pass to Hawkinson. The Bears get the ball at their own 23. Montgomery goes a couple yards. Then they have the Wildcat. And Mooney runs the ball for a first down. Fields with a play action to A-Rob for 30 Uh, After a Montgomery one yard run, Fields drops it into Mooney. An awesome, beautiful pass. One we don't see, again, from Bears quarterbacks. Down the right sideline, Mooney makes the catch. Williams then goes over from four yards out. So, again, six plays, 77 yards. 2 minutes 49 seconds the bears with a 21 to nothing lead in on the way to a 24 14 victory 312 776 we talked last week how the bears defense gave up more than 200 yards rushing on the road in cleveland this week 188 yards rushing for themselves fields with uh, he he had some yards on the ground. You also had Montgomery 106. You had Damian Williams with 55. So the nice thing is also after the nine sacks last week, the Bears with just three plays for negative yards. Another good thing, and it's the second week in a row. And I'm interested to see what you feel about the defense because we've all been talking about the offense. Offense is miserable. Nine sacks last week. This week, they put points on the board. They jump out to a 21-0 lead. But, again, they go. They allow teams to march downfield, okay? Detroit, for the game, had a ton of yards, okay? Detroit had more than 300, 300 yards for the contest. And it, it was interesting to me. Let me see here and get you the exact numbers. For the game, 348 yards for the Detroit Lions. The Bears finished with 373. The Bears need to try to stop guys and take the ball away. Now, they took the ball away a couple times today, but they also had a situation where you have some really questionable play calling for the Detroit Lions. Okay, the Lions get the ball deep in Bears' territory a couple times. As a matter of fact, it was four trips inside the 10, and they don't come away with much because... They turn the ball over twice. One time the center snaps it before Goff is ready. Um, just some bad, bad play calling. The other thing that the Bears were doing defensively, and you hear after the game, oh, they played well, they they've been playing well. Four times in the game today, penalties by the Bears, prolonged drives by the Detroit Lions. Your thoughts on that? 312 and Roquan Smith was one of them. Roquan Smith had a um, pass interference call on Hawkinson. Out of third and two, the Bears would have been getting the ball in the, the second quarter. Um, they were having problems throughout. This happened numerous times for the Chicago Bears. And I know that Khalil Mack also had a situation where he did the same thing. Mack gets called for roughing on a third down. The series and the drive continues. Um, Adicho with an offside. And gives the Lions a first down, and then Eddie Goldman was offside. Fortunately for Goldman, the Lions got the first down anyway, so they didn't need to take the penalty. But the Bears have to watch it on the defensive penalties because when you play better teams, these defensive team or these better teams are going to take advantage of the mistakes that the Bears defense makes. Um, they allowed 200 yards, or they allowed quite a few yards here in the first half of the game. The Bears struggling throughout um, defense, allowing 348 yards, as I mentioned. The Bears' defense came to play. Listen, how about Robert Quinn? We got, we've got we got Robert Quinn's post game. We'll play some of that, too, because all of a sudden, this is the guy that the Bears actually were trying to get. This is the guy the Bears paid the money for. He had his fourth sack of the season earlier today. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm shorting him a sack. Uh, His fifth sack of the season today, and he also was making things happen in the backfield, chasing the running backs out of the backfield for the Detroit Lions. Khalil Mack with a sack, his fourth of the year. Roquan Smith came free and nailed Goff for his second sack of the year, and uh, Travis Gibson played very, very well. Uh, Akeem Hicks went out of this game early, very early, with a groin injury. So he was gone. Gibson's got some time at the uh, line position, and it was nice to see he got a sack. So the Bears defensively played very, very well. We'll hear from Matt Nagy, uh, not only his his complete press conference, but also we've got Nagy talking about the play calling. We've got him talking also about um, how important this was for him. Many people thought after last week's game, Everyone's saying Nagy should be gone. Nagy should be fired. He heard that, but some of the questions were to Matt Nagy: Were how important was this for you, or was it just another Week Four game in the National Football League? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Let's go out to the phones. We got a Bob. We started it all off. Bob, what's up?
4: Fred, this is Bear Fan Bob. How are you? I'm coming back from the game. Well, are you, and a, you know what?
1: A, a little wet. No, it no, was
4: fine. It, it was dry. Fine and until you know the game's what? over. Okay. Bill Laser called a great game, and you can still fire Matt Nagy as far as I'm concerned. You know, I thought the offense was absolutely terrific, and you hit on all the points. It's been a long time since we've seen an offense that actually fired on all all cylinders. But that defense, you were absolutely right. I'm sitting in the stands, and those penalties were driving me crazy. You know, and I was coming back thinking about that myself. With those penalties and some bad calls at the goal line with the Lions, You know, if they would have kicked field goals and done some other things, this the outcome of this game could have been very, very different. You know, those were kind of my thoughts and yeah, I thought I'd call in and say hi. Anyways. Those were my thoughts.
1: Have a great day. Have a great show, Fred. Sounds, Talk to you. Sounds good, Bob. Take it easy and have a safe trip back home. 312 He brings up points, and I know I, I mentioned it too, but the defense, you've got to play better defensively. And I know people are going to bring up the turnovers. People are going to bring up things that happen in the game, but you cannot have penalties to prolong drives. And as he mentioned, if the Lions were smart enough to kick some field goals instead of going forward and fourth and one when they were down 14 nothing, they would have cut it to 14-3, and then they come back with some points. They had opportunities. they cut it to a one-score game at, a, at one point late in the contest, did not do it, and then did not get the first down. So some questionable play calling. I can only imagine what Detroit Sports Radio is like talking about um, – Campbell, the coach of the Detroit Lions, three one two three three two three seven seven six. We go down to Florida, and Timmy, what's up?
4: Hey, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Not too bad. See, uh basically just looking at a couple of things. Number one, good teams just don't do silly things like the Bears did in defense today, so that's got to be cleaned up big time. The second thing is. You know, I think more than anything else, I'm just looking at fields growing this year. Um, you know, we're we're nowhere near the top of the NFL. You know, you know, as far as teams go, we're going to be middle of the road. But we want to see fields grow, and this is a good step forward. But we just we we just can't keep doing this, shooting ourselves in the foot. You do this against good teams, then you know you're not gonna you're gonna lose. So you beat the teams you had to beat. Now it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the next four weeks against some quality opponents. Uh, but I, I hope Montgomery's okay. That's a big, big loss. He is a stud. Yeah. Big time. Yep. And stuff. But th- that's about it. But all in all, um, you know, I'm very impressed with the play calling today. I was very impressed with the, the throws that Fields was making and they let him make, and so there was some unpredictability there with uh, with the, with some of the calls that they made, which is really what you got to do in yeah. this day and age. Yeah. You've got to be unpredictable.
1: There's no doubt, Timmy, and we appreciate the call. The other thing is, and everybody knows this, when you're watching football, you've all everybody that calls the station, everybody that's here on the station, we've been watching football for decades. But if you can get the running game going, all of a sudden, they have to pay attention to the run game, and you can then get open. You can get guys going deep. You can get guys going down the sideline, over the middle, things like that. And it was nice to see. They still have not been using the tight ends. Now, Nagy does give credit to the tight ends Today, for their blocking ability. Okay. But Cole Komet had one catch for six yards. That was it. There were no other catches for a tight end for the Chicago Bears. I mentioned that Fields completed 11, five to Mooney, three to Allen Robinson, two to uh, Damian Williams, and one to Cole Komet. That's it. Um, So it was good. It was 11 for 17, 209 yards, one interception on a tip ball. You had five throws from more than 20 yards. Another good thing to see. But the question that came up all week long, is Bill Lazor going to call? Who is going to call plays? Now, besides the questions about who the starting quarterback was going to be, which Justin Fields said he found out when the announcement was made last night. Believe him or don't believe him, but that's what he said in the postgame press conference, that that's when he found out he was going to be the starting quarterback for today. Um, so Andy Dalton, obviously, a little bit more hurt than we originally thought. Next week, they've got the Las Vegas Raiders. But one of the, press con- or the questions, he kind of mentioned it without mentioning it about play calling. And then finally, Mark Potash of the Sun-Times asked the question that most people were all wondering about.
5: I mean, just to
6: clarify, can you say who called the plays
7: and if there was a change, what impact it had on the game? Yeah, so in regards to the play calling, uh, Bill did a great job, you know, and, and I think that, uh, you know, at the same point in time, it's important that we understand that uh, I had to, be, I, I felt good out there as a head coach, and that's real, you know, um, that, but we all get together, we talk through um, how we're going to call the game, and we do that when when I'm, when I'm calling plays too. You know, what I mean, us as a staff, we get together and and um, so I think that that's important for everybody to know, you know, is that when we build a game plan together, whether it's the offensive line coach with Juan or whether it's our tight ends coach or wide receiver coach, et cetera, We do it together. And, and in the end, um, you know, I get a, a great opportunity to say, yes, I like this or no, I don't as the head coach. Right. In charge of all that. that that's real. Right. So um, when you do that now. I also go back to saying last week right, or this this last week was, hey, whatever I need to do to try to be the best head coach for the Chicago Bears, whatever that is, I, I don't care. I just want us to have the best opportunity to win. And I feel like Bill did a great job today. Our players did a great job. Our coaching staff did a great job. And we played collectively together as a team, not just players, not just coaches, everybody. And when you have that, it's a good feeling. So we'll continue to just keep talking. We'll continue to, to but but again like again with all due respect all due respect that it's going to be the, the last time i talk about it you, okay with that
8: So do, do, you, do you, want you want to stick to the bill as the playbook
7: again I, like, like i said <laughs> you just <laughs> you're <laughs> unbelievable you try what you try, well, you try well, I, listen i i hope you understand i get it i get it i get it but just just know like <laughs> uh that's it no more with those
6: hey,
7: Outside of Helen's this was seen as gamey. <laughs> he tried, man. He
6: tried.
1: Yeah, he sure did. And uh, I wonder what the over/under is going to be for how many times Nagy gets asked this week if Bill Lazor is still going to call the plays, even though Nagy said that's it. I'm not going to answer him any more questions on it. You know, it'll be asked numerous times throughout the week. Which I'm thinking over/under somewhere around 10 or 11 times in his press conferences during the week. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Are you excited about a Bears victory? Are they going to go? Let's see. How, do they have more home games than road games? Uh, let's see. I think they have more road games. So are they going to go 8-9 and nine this season, win their home games, lose all the road games? they got a tough schedule coming up. We'll take a look at that. We'll take your phone calls, 312-332-3776. Fred Huebner with you talking Bears after a 24-14 win over the Detroit Lions.
0: This is the ESPN Chicago postgame show with Fred Hubner. Listen on the ESPN Chicago app in HD at 100.3 HD Two and on AM at ESPN 1000. This is the ESPN Chicago postgame show. Listen on the ESPN Chicago app in HD at 100.3 HD Two and on AM at ESPN 1000. Here's your host, Fred Hubner.
1: Uh, there's no doubt about it. Gus Johnson on the call on Fox. Jared Goff drops back. He's hit by Robert Quinn. Fumbles. Mac recovers. Runs downfield. Flips it to Eddie Jackson. And it got called back because the flip was a forward, uh, illegal forward pass. But uh, the Bears then got the ball first and 10 at the 23. This is when Detroit was challenging again. That was their third trip inside the 10 without coming away with any points. And the only reason that drive continued was because Mac got a roughing penalty. He basically hit the quarterback in the head. I know that Akib Talib said, well, it's kind of a, kind of a, there wasn't much there. But you can't hit the quarterback. You can't go high with your hands and hit him in the head. And they're always going to call that. And uh, they did. But uh, Jared Goff fumbles. And Robert Quinn, nice to see from Robert Quinn. Again, a guy that we made fun of throughout the whole year last year. We're going to play some of the Robert Quinn right here. He he talked after the game. He's a little soft-spoken, so turn your radio up. Um, but he talks about how he had... Other problems last year. He wouldn't get too far into it. He said he talked to a lot of people. Give it a listen. This is Robert Quinn from earlier today after the Bears' 24-14 win. You want to jump on in 312-332-3776. Get to your calls after this from the Bears defensive end.
9: Robert, you, you downplayed the you downplayed your own performance a couple weeks ago saying, you know, it's too early to be happy about this. No one should be happy about two sacks. At this point, you've done it now for four games. How much better do you feel? about the way you're playing
10: that you did last year? Uh, I mean, I guess I'm just playing more consistently. Um, I mean, yeah, good game. But again, I, yeah, I was telling, talking to someone walking in the tunnel on the next week. You know, it's just, I guess, being in the league so long, you got to learn how to, once the clock strikes zero, you move on to next week, you know, to, to realize what's, what's in front of you. So, uh, I mean, but to answer your question, I mean, it's a good start. But, you know, you got to have even better finish.
9: You'll, you'll concede that you're playing well.
10: <laughs> if you if you can write that if okay. you want, <laughs> you know, you the pass rush just fight the team. I'm sorry. How pleased were you with the pass rush today, just as, as a team? Uh, I mean, just everyone was trying to you know disrupt the quarterback, you know take advantage of their one on ones, um, and when it was your opportunity, you know I think guys stepped up. So we, again, as I was saying earlier, if we can consistently do stuff like that, I, I mean of course it's defense is going to be unstoppable, but it's the consistency factor we definitely have to work on you know, from the first quarter to the end of the fourth, you know, weekend week out, you know, there's a, I guess, a demand to be, you know, excellent. And, uh, you know, again, we still got some some work to do.
6: Robert, what allowed you to, to get home on the strip sack? Sorry? What allowed you to get home on the strip sack?
10: Uh, I think I just got a good, you know, got off on the ball uh, pretty, pretty well. Um, just got the corner and, uh, well, of course, you need Time to get there. So coverage had their people locked down and allow me to, you know, get an extra second or two to get to the quarterback. So, uh, you know, uh, with sacks is rushing coverage, not just most of the time, not just one. So, uh, I mean, I always like to thank everyone when at least when I get one. Sir, you guys they, they got inside your
5: tent three times in a row to start the game. Sort of came away with zero points. Right. What does that do for the defense to to stop them there and? Can that carry over for
10: you guys and for their offense? Uh, I mean, again, that should be a standard, you know, if they don't cross the goal line, I mean, we still got a chance to get them off the field. So that should be our standard, Um, no matter how close they are, no matter what the situation is, our our job as a defense is to keep points off the board. So try not to make no excuses, try not to point fingers, just do our job. Um, and, And hopefully the way we were rolling today, we can come. Constantly build on that and consistently build on that. But you know, to, to put it on film is a good thing. But I'm, I know I repeat myself a lot, but it's that consistency factor. That's how we really get judged.
8: You guys I mean, did a very good job stopping the Lions. Uh, what was the mindset of every time the Lions were in the red zone for you guys? Uh, again,
10: just get them off first, get them off the field. That at, <clears throat> at best for them was a field goal. Um, But really, we wanted zero points on the board. So I mean, guys were swarming, just trying to make plays, and we did we did an okay job for the most part. Um, But you know, they got some they got some big plays at the end of the game. You know, just thinking through, but you know, we we did a decent enough job for most of the game.
9: Robert, is there anything that feels better for you physically right now in the middle of this? I mean, stronger, faster, feet, your back, anything? Just feel.
10: Night and day different than it did last year. For you? Um, honestly, just just mentally and spiritually happy. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I had to take a lot of time this off season, and you know, just take some time to myself and you know, put myself in a better mind state. So I, I talked to some good friends, some pastors, and got myself mentally and spiritually right, and then brush off all the, the nonsense of last year and I guess the weight I was holding on, and you know you know, it's done and over with. So I just try to put the past behind me and, you know, make the most out of today you know, our next breath isn't promised.
8: Just to kind of go on, there's, you, the, your bend seems to be really, really good right now. Like, we've kind of seen it in the past, even going back to, like, the Rams days. Is, is how, how much was the back the issue with, just your bend specifically last year? Uh,
10: well, you know, <laughs> again, it, 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 it wasn't, it, it was a lot more than what people, I was in a rough place last year. I'll just leave it at that. I was in a very rough place, and I think my performance showed that. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that.
1: Well, that was Robert Quinn after he recorded his fifth sack of the season as the Bears get a 24-14 victory over the Detroit Lions. 3123323776. He's playing great. Uh, he's putting pressure not only getting to the quarterback he's he's making tackles of the running backs he's a busting through the line other guys getting opportunities to get to the QB that's the Robert Quinn that um, Ryan Pace thought he was getting uh, last year and you hear from Quinn that he had other things he was dealing with and um, I respect him for what he said um, if I was a reporter I would not ask him again but I know that's not going to happen. Let's go to Westmont and George. George, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up?
2: Hey, how you guys doing? Doing well. Good, good, good. You know, I just had a couple of things. You know, first off, I just want to ask two questions. A, did you guys see anything today that made you have a different opinion about fields compared to last week? You know, I know this line defense isn't really anything to taunt about, but it, at the end of the day, I don't really think I saw anything that made me change my mind about the future of the bears at the quarterback position.
1: oh I don't know. Then, I, I, hold on. Hold on. I think just the way, just the accuracy that he had, I mean, you didn't see him overthrowing guys. He was throwing deep passes. Like I said, he threw. usually sometimes you'll see a 20 yard completion and 25 yard completion where it's a, you know, a throw and run. Most of these were deep passes and, uh, he he hit all the guys. He wasn't overthrowing guys. He, he his six incompletions were not any of his deep passes. Pretty much, I thought when he dropped the one into the down the right sideline to Mooney, I thought that was great. That's those are things we were hoping to see because we haven't seen that from a Bears quarterback in a while.
2: Absolutely, and that kind of touches on my second question too because that's I completely agree with that part of it. Is Mooney the number one now? <laughs> well, you, you know, know what I mean because yeah. I think Fields favors those long passes because. In the short game, you know, ten to fifteen yards, I think Robinson's your guy with those hands and that length. But I think with the deep balls, you know, you look at the Bears' schedule. I mean, their next tough defense isn't until the Buccaneers, and like I think it's week eight or seven or eight. I think Fields. This is the time for Fields to shine right now. If he doesn't shine right now, you're going to have Matt Nagy going into you know the next week, not knowing his starting quarterback until Saturday night.
1: Yeah, it's weird, and George, appreciate the call. After the game he played today, um, I'd be very interested. You know the questions are going to come up again because if Andy Dalton's healthy, what are you going to do? And that's something that they're not they're, – it's going to be every week, I think, until they step to the podium and say, Justin Fields is now our starting quarterback. Um, I think it's going to be each and every week. The one thing about Mooney is right now teams will key on – Allen Robinson, because they know he's the usually the number one receiver. But as Darnell Mooney keeps doing things like this, after five catches, 125 yards, people will all see that. John Gruden and the Raiders will know that. So when they go into Las Vegas next week, they'll be watching him along with Robinson, and that should free up Balls to the tight end or maybe a Marquise Goodwin or maybe a a Demir Bird, some of these other guys, the big fast or the, the fast speedy guys that they brought in or maybe throw a Jesse James in there at the tight end position. They're still not using the tight end. This offense I think has a ways where they can grow in a bunch of different ways. 312 332 3776. Callers hanging there. We'll get right back to you. You got to take a quick short break. We we'll get right to the callers. We're here for a while. 312 332 3776. Talking Bears after a nice win over the Detroit Lions. Don't move.
0: More of the ESPN 1000 post-game show is coming up on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN
5: 1000 and the
0: ESPN Chicago app. Welcome to the ESPN 1000 Postgame Show.
5: This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000.
0: <laughs>
1: Yeah, Darnell Mooney, the big man today for the Chicago Bears, as he had five catches, 125 yards. The Bears getting a 24 14 win. The Bears had a 21 uh, 0 lead. And um, after that, uh, Jared Goff found Khalil Raymond a couple times for touchdowns. And. Um, Cairo Sancho a field goal, 24-14, the final. We'll hear from uh, Darnell Mooney in just a little bit. First, let's go back and hear from you. At, uh, out in Highland Park, it's Scott on ESPN 1000. Hey, Scott.
2: Hey, hey Fred. How you doing, buddy?
1: Doing okay. Long time no here. What's up?
2: Yeah, listen. Uh, so, yeah, I'm happy they won the game today, okay? I'm happy the way Justin Fields played. Play calling was better. But let's just be honest here. The team they played wasn't very good. And let's talk about Bad baggie. Why is the guy so insecure about the play-calling issue? I mean, it's one thing to not admit it, but then for him to go out of his way to say, well, you know, good job, Bill, today, but I approved everything, and guess what? Uh, I made the calls last week, but we all worked on it as a team. I mean, it's a a question. It's an obvious question, okay? It's not out of line to ask, And, and this is just a continued reflection of, of why this guy is wrong for Chicago. I'll hang up and listen to what you have to say. Great show, buddy.
1: Thanks, Scott. Um, You're exactly right, because when I play the Nagy press conference, you'll hear, and it's almost like he's being defensive before he needed to be. He could just say, he could have just said, as we do every week, we get together, we look at what plays could and could not work. This week, Bill Lazor called the plays that we all discussed. And everybody knows that the head coach has the headphones on. He can hear the play call that's being called in. If he wants to say no, he can just say no. Switch to this. No, do something else. They've got time, okay? Um, but he was he was very very um, out in front of it and kind of like saying, "Well, this is something we've all we've agreed on. We've done this and that, and it was it was rather bizarre. Uh, I would rather just have a coach come on out and admit it. Listen." Things weren't working last week. We once we tried something else. We always go over everything. That's why we have so many damn offensive coaches, quarterback coaches, offensive coordinators, and all the other things, offensive, you know, um, OCs, all this other stuff. Okay, so it would be nice if he would just say that, but he didn't necessarily say it. Um, we'll hear. We'll hear Nagy. He he talked for a while today, uh, so we'll hear him uh, in the uh, seven o'clock hour and um, hear what he had to say and. He, he brought up a lot of things. He talked about Justin Fields. He uh, he liked a lot of things. The, the one thing, a couple things stick out of this game, and the one thing that you really dread, and granted, it Detroit's not a good team. We know that. They're 0-4. Detroit's never a good team. But um, you got to beat who's on your schedule. And I know people were giving me crap because I was posting about the White Sox, how they've been struggling, and now they've won. You know, they had won up until today, they had won six in a row. And I said, well, yeah. But before this win streak, they'd only had one two-game winning streak in the month of September. And because of that, they're going to Houston Thursday, okay? So you've got to beat the teams that are on your schedule. And today, it was the Detroit Lions for the Bears. Next week, it's the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. And the schedule is is really difficult at this point. Because after that, it goes, okay, Raiders next week, Packers at home, the Bucs in Tampa, and then the 49ers. And who knows, it could be Fields against Trey Lance because Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt today. A um, lot, of, lot of injuries as of are each and every week around the National Football League. We'll talk about those in a little bit. But this was Darnell Mooney after the game. He was the first person to step to the podium and talk after his nice game. Five catches, 125 yards. Mooney was talking about a lot of things. Among them, how important it was to get that first win in a Justin Fields start at home.
11: Just being able to get that first one out the way, and just understanding—I mean—that um, it's not—it's not that different. Like you just got to play regular, just be yourself, and just go out there and play. And he did that today.
8: Was there any sense that you guys kind of had your backs against the wall coming into this? Of, you know, being one and two, and last week kind of going
11: like uh, No, I mean, it's—it's it's the beginning of the season. Uh, the first first four games, you know, we we, we increment them uh, between. Between uh, the whole season, so four games out of each each uh, section, and uh, we're two and two right now in that in the first uh, four games, so we're good.
6: Uh, before David got hurt, what kind of lift do you feel like he gave the offense today? With the- always,
11: I mean, he always gives an extremely lift. Uh, just him being out there, his presence, the way he talks, and uh, he's, he gives me a boost for sure. And. Uh, I mean, me and him feed off each other the whole game. So me, me seeing him go down, literally when he got tackled, I seen his facial expression, I heard him and I'm like, oh man. So I'm literally bringing the trainers over as fast as I can. Well, waving my hand wise. and uh, uh, got down, prayed and uh, hopefully everything's okay. We'll get, we'll get him back. Have you been able to see him in there? Was he in the locker room? Uh, yeah, he was in there. He was looking fine to me. I mean, I don't know, MRI wise, you know. Other things can tell, you know, Adrenaline is rushing, so you never know until the next day for sure.
8: What's your takeaways from getting the big plays? Like, is it, we find it ironic that earlier in previous weeks, we guys have spread it out and try to get deep balls, weren't able to do it. But now when you utilize two and three tight end packages, run the ball, that's when the big plays start to come. Um,
11: you're talking about like the game plan-wise of it? Uh, I mean, me, I just go out there and, and do what I got to do. Yeah, um, whatever, you know, the, the play is called, I don't, I don't have an attitude or anything about it. I just go out there and play my game. So, um, I mean, that's more so for, for the coaches, for you to ask. Uh, I don't know. Darnell, yeah. no, no, you and uh, David, you guys had some really cool
6: Monsters Inc. themed cleats. Yeah. Tell us a little
11: bit about that. Uh, well, I got mine's yesterday from Adidas. He's been had his for about a week, and uh, he didn't know I put mine's on until today. And uh, we kind of had the little, little Spider Man meme, like, "Oh, you got yours on, I got mine's on." So, it was kind of nice. Uh, Looking to get some more cleats for our pregame, too. What did you
5: learn about
11: the identity? The um, we're, identity, we're starting to put it all together. Uh, looks very good. Feels very good. Um, um, penalties you gotta take away, of course, every week. Uh, some of those hurt us a little bit. And um, just being backed up a little bit, they had some good punts. And uh, take away that, we got a solid game. Now, what did
6: you like about?
11: the tone that you guys set offensively in the first half to get you guys out there? Uh, I love it. Uh, I've seen A-Rob, uh, he had, well, they had called it the points off, and we had one. And I seen his hands like that. I was like, oh, oh, okay. I like the way it was going. So aggressive right off the bat, and uh, I love it for sure.
1: Yeah, something that the Chicago Bears offense usually isn't, and I I understand. I'm, I'm not fooling anybody. I'm not. You know, naive. I know the Detroit Lions are a bad team, but you've got to go on out and beat them. And they did that early. I still have questions about the defense, and those questions will continue because I'm not a big fan of the bend and don't break. I'd much rather have have, uh, the defense go on out there and shut these guys down uh, three and out, three and out, three and out and we didn't necessarily see that today with a bad Detroit Lions team. Goff was able to complete passes. I'm looking here, first downs by teams, okay? Um, Detroit had 23 first downs, 15 of those passing the ball, so that your linebackers and your secondary. Um, four first downs running. They were 3 of 11 for a third down efficiency. The Bears were just 1 of 8. Um, they ran 67 total plays. 348 yards. Their yards per play, 5.2. The Bears was 6.5. They had 258 yards passing. Um, so you've got you to gotta look and see how the corners. I know that um, Kendall Vildor got beat once or twice. They also were uh, being able to pick apart the zones a little bit. Uh, Goff was able to do that, get behind. Then there was a one pass. I want to say it was the touchdown play where Deion Bush just completely... Didn't know where he was going. He's looking at Ogletree to pick up a guy that's running past him, and it was Bush's guy. Aqib Tlaib pointed it out afterwards on the replay, talking about how Bush completely blew that one and let um, the the wide receiver for Detroit go to the end zone, and that was um, Khalif Raymond. And uh, so they, they've, they've got to get better. We know that. Um, Eddie Jackson wasn't around all that much which doesn't surprise me a lot. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll take a look at some of the uh, tackling stats, take a look at some of the other information. We'll hear from Matt Nagy. We'll hear from Justin Fields. He gets a win, uh, his first home start at Soldier Field. Next week, it'll be Las Vegas. We'll discuss that. We come back in just two minutes. Jumping in. 312 332 You're on ESPN 1000.
0: The ESPN One Thousand Postgame Show returns after these.
5: This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN One Thousand.
0: More Bears coverage on Instagram. Follow us at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is the ESPN Chicago Postgame Show. <laughs>
7: First down and 10 at the 35.
0: 35.
7: Play fake.
2: Fields. Uh, and over the middle. Now the Robinson. And that is a game of 30 yards. And that ball is jumping off Justin Fields' hands.
1: Gus Johnson on the call. The Bears get a win over the Detroit Lions 24 14. 312 33 3776 Justin Fields with a nice completion, a 30 yard completion to Allen Robinson on the sideline. Then, after a David Montgomery run, Fields actually drops back. Uh, He drops right into Mooney, a really nice pass for 32 yards, and then Damian Williams goes over from four yards out. The Bears getting the victory there, three touchdowns all on the ground, two from David Montgomery, who got hurt later in the contest. Montgomery 23 for 106 in the two touchdowns. Williams, eight carries, 55 yards. The Bears um, putting on a nice little offensive display early. Um, I I think any Bears fan that was at the game, or if you watched the game, you had to be surprised and shocked because if you were you said I can't imagine that the Bears had five passing plays for twenty or more yards in the first three games of the season. I doubt that happened, and uh, you know you watch other games and other teams, and you see it all the time. You see it each and every game, if not by if not more. And uh, that was nice to see. We had a caller earlier talking about how he didn't see much of a difference. I, I disagree. I think that we saw what Justin Fields can do. He was not overthrowing people. He was not going short. He was not throwing over their heads. He was putting the ball right where it needed to be, and that was nice to see. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Um The NFL network, they, they come up or NFL.com. Uh, they come up with a thing about things we learned um, for the week. So when it gets to the Bears game, this is one of the interesting things. And it says here, Lions bungle red zone opportunities. Now, I brought it up, but they they lay it out even better than I do. Detroit moved the ball between the 20s most of the day, generating 347 yards and 23 first downs, but went just one for five in the red zone. Listen to this. Detroit's first three possessions, they drove to the 8, the 5, and the 3. The series ended with a premature snap fumble, A turnover on downs and a sack fumble. Um, It says the quarterback, Goff, vacillated from head scratching error to impressively dodging rushers to find open targets. Goff threw for 299 yards and two touchdowns, but also took four sacks and lost two fumbles. Signal caller threw a bevy of high balls on the day, including a fourth down throw late to the line or with the Lions driving that would have made it a one score game. Um, On the pass, Goff didn't see a wide open. Uh, Quintes Cephas over the middle. That's Jared Goff. When things are clean, he can make impressive plays under heat. However, he's melted in four starts for the winless Lions. And that's what happened. He did have opportunities, and that's what, as a Bears fan, has to scare you because a good quarterback is going to be able to do that and pick apart the defense, if Jared Goff can do it for the most part and throw for 299 yards, just think about what some of these other quarterbacks that the Bears are going to be facing will be able to do. You're going to have Tom Brady you're going to be facing. You're going to face Aaron Rodgers in a couple weeks. You got uh, Derek Carr in a week or so. Uh, Who knows who's going to be there for the 49ers. So they're really going to have to um, step up their game defensively. And I'm eager to see how things will go next week in uh, Las Vegas. Also interested to see when the White Sox will be playing, because that'll be the White Sox home game uh, after games on Thursday and Friday in Houston. Who knows when they'll be? Probably a 3 o'clock game, because if the Yankees win the wild card, I wouldn't think they'd put the Red Sox on in, in front of the White Sox, but you never know. Uh, they could because of um, the East Coast bias. Dare I say that. Uh 3123323776 we'll hear from Matt Nagy in a little bit if he gets a chance. JD Jeff Dickerson who is at the uh, at Soldier Field will try to give us a call if he gets the opportunity. Let's hear from Justin Fields cuz Fields for the game think about it last week. 9 sacks Uh, He had just six completions. Today, he only threw 17 passes. He completed 11 of the 17 for the Chicago Bears. 209 yards, an interception on a ball that was tipped, and he was sacked just once. His quarterback passer rating, 82.7. Fields talked to the media after the game at Soldier Field.
8: Justin, you guys won the coin toss instead of deferring to wanted the ball right away. What did doing that and also being successful scoring on the first drive do for the
3: team? Uh, yeah, you know, um, us winning the toss and, you know, scoring on the first drive, that definitely sets the tone for the rest of the game. So, um, you know, I'm just proud of everybody on offense from the O-line to the receivers to the running backs, you know, running hard. And uh, I think we all executed today at a high level.
6: Justin, how would you describe the rhythm that was established out
3: that opening series? I mean, yeah, I think you know we had a great rhythm, just just like I said. You know, the O line set the tone with the with the run game, and uh, of course, David was 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 running hard like he always does. So uh, the first drive was was definitely a big coming, drive in the game.
6: Coming into the day, what what did you feel most comfortable with with the game plan you guys had established coming in?
3: Um, Yeah, I just felt like we had a good balance between, you know, run, play action and, you know, just just different stuff like that. So, um, you know, it was just a a great play by the O-line, like I said before, just just a great balance between uh, running and passing the ball.
5: Just getting some of that verticality, particularly with Mooney, early in the game. What did that do to open
3: the game up, or to open stuff up on the game? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, that, that's a big play in the game, and that's going to give us momentum. So uh, the more explosive plays we can get, the better. And, um, you know, of course, that play was a backed-up play. We are kind of backed up, and, you know, that was a big shot. And um, that, that just goes with momentum and, you know, practice. You know, me and Mooney, we, we stay almost every day after practice to, to throw at least a few extra routes. So, you know, me and him are pretty much always on the same page. And, um, you know, he, he had a great day today. day. He, he, he bought up.
5: Justin, he he said that you, you said that, that, that you looked at him or he caught your eye advice or vice versa on that play? Yeah. Was
3: yeah, I mean, I told him um, I'm not going to get into the specifics of that play, but I mean, he he, he knew he was getting the ball on that play. So like I said before, he ran a great route and it was a great play by him.
9: Justin, you, had you had feel pass. like you had a, a better handle all around on everything? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, as far as the pace, as far as all the things you have to keep track of, was it more manageable today than
3: last week? I mean, yeah, I felt even more manageable, just like I was telling the, the guys in the radio in there, just my mindset, like, coming in today it was just different. And I think it was because of last week, you know, how we played. We didn't, we didn't play like we wanted to. So, uh, you know, my goal was out there to just 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 play better than last week, and I thought we did that. The O-line did a great job today. They only let up one sack, and that sack was on me. I should have checked the ball down the flat faster than that. But, um, you know, the O-line played great. I'm proud of those guys.
9: Mentally, yeah. all the things you have to keep up with was that easier this week than in your debut?
3: Uh, it was, it was the same.
5: Justin, you had a pass on first and ten in third quarter towards the end. Of Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. It seemed to be a very tight window. What did you see that made you confident enough to? Which one
3: it? was it? Was
5: it? Was first? It was like a minute
3: fifty. Oh, uh, I think it was the the dagger. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, um, that's a play that we rep a lot in practice. So um. It was, it was just like practice. He, he ran a great route, uh, great catch, and, um, you know, he got yak, So great protection up front. So, I mean, the O-line did a great job today, like I said before, and those guys definitely bounced back from last week. How much,
9: you that, pass, like, how much that pass to Mooney do for your confidence that early, you know, the early, early, deep shot, just to kind of get you a little follow-up. I mean,
3: I felt good. Like, I feel like before the game, like, I know when I'm in a rhythm and I know when I'm feeling good. So I felt good, like, just coming into the game, throwing the ball. I felt good. So I, so I knew uh, it was going to be a good day today.
5: It looked like Jimmy after before he took an easy said something to you. What did he say
3: there? I don't know. No, Jimmy's always talking to me throughout the game, so I have no idea what he said in that in that specific moment. But yeah. Justin, what
5: did you learn about yourself uh, this
3: week in being able to make a pretty big leap last last Um, I mean, I didn't learn anything new. Um, you know, I've been in tough spots before, and you know, my mindset was just to bounce back from last week. So, um, just just to get better and and keep pushing. Um. You know, I saw Russell Wilson posted a tweet this past week saying I love um, adversity and I truly do love that because it, it just brings a whole different person out of me. And, um, you know, in some ways, I'm I'm glad, you know, last week happened. Uh, you know, I think um, if we would have won last week, it wouldn't have pushed us as much this week to, to get better and practice as hard.
6: Justin, Matt complimented Coach Lazor for his job calling the game today. As the guy who was taking the plays, what did you see? From the play caller perspective, that made you feel good about the, the
3: day. I mean, yeah, he does good. Um, you know, Bill, he's he's up in the box, so his voice is always calm. That's the one thing I like. You know, coach, it's harder for him to be calm when he has to focus on the defense, focus on special teams. So, um, you know, um, his voice is calm. He's he's up there, up there in the box, seeing the field well, and uh, he 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 did a great job calling plays today
6: how do you establish a connection with the play caller just so that ben, he knows what you want to do and, and, and it's just sort of becomes second
3: nature? Uh, yeah, so I think after, what, Wednesday, Thursday, and Fridays, you know, me, Flip, Coach Nagy, and Bill, we, we all get together and, you know, pretty much just, just pick out my uh, favorite plays, the, the plays I'm most comfortable with and stuff like that, and just go through them like that. That way we're all on the same page into what, you know, they're thinking about calling in certain situations on certain down and distances and stuff like that.
9: You talked about loving the adversity
8: and rebounding but there was a lot of adversity for everyone on the team especially offense mm-hmm. what would you say was the key to the team rebounding from one of the worst performances in, in a long time left? what was the key yeah just to
3: getting back to what we do um that wasn't us last week uh, i mean just like you said that was the worst performances almost in, in embarrassed history so uh that's that's not how we play so uh it was just happy to see you know us get Get back on track this week and you know execute uh, from the O line to the receivers to the running backs to me. So it was a good day. Uh,
5: at, at what point were you aware that you were going to be starting today?
3: Uh, last night when they announced it.
6: Justin, playing positives offensively, obviously. Uh, what did you see on the interception, and then what allowed you to bounce back from
3: it? Uh, I mean, Mooney was wide open on the interception and just got tipped. So I can't do anything about that.
8: Justin, you said last week you've never had a game like that at any level, high school, college. So, I imagine you never had a film session like the ones you guys have this week. What were those film sessions like? And then what was that process like working through it with
3: Liv and- uh The film session was the same. I mean, you know, last week, um, I felt like there were a few plays that I could have got back. You know, I could have thrown a little bit earlier, but, um, you know, there was also some stuff that I couldn't control. So, I mean, it was just the same. And, you know, just as the offense as a whole, we were just trying to get better and, you know, play better, not only for. You know, the offense before our defense because you know, our defense usually balls out every game. So you know we don't want to put those guys out on the field and, and get those guys tired. So um, I thought we, we, we all played well today and we're just going to keep getting better. Justin, what I,
5: what have you kind of, can you tell me from your perspective when you, the, you said what? Reverse, when you did the reverse spin away from the blitzer, uh-huh. then, I, I know
3: it didn't produce much, but yeah. what did you see from that? I just saw him coming and I moved. I, I didn't even know i spin uh, for real. So I just turned around, saw him right there and I just
8: moved a little bit. So. How important was the blocking from the tight ends and the running backs in that situation for
3: you? Yeah, I mean, you know, getting getting the running, running game going like we did today, it definitely opens up play action. And, um, you know, it, it makes the linebackers come up and, and try to play the run more. So, like I said before, from the, you know, O-lines to the tight ends, they were, they were blocking their butts off today. And uh, it was a overall good day.
6: You expressed your confidence in David Montgomery before today, mm-hmm. before he got hurt. What was the kind of jolt that he gave this offense based on what you're saying?
3: David's a David's a leader. He's he's one of the team captains. He talks to us before every game. I mean, he's a dog. Um, he's he's bringing the same energy every day at practice, every game, and. Um, I hope my boy, I, I hope it's not too serious. But, um, you know, even if it, even if it is, uh, he's still going to be a leader on his team and, and still going to continue to lead this offense.
1: That's Justin Fields after the game the other day or earlier today. And I, it's great because um, Sean Davis, my producer, um, was talking too because you saw how he caught it. Someone asked him, when did you know you were going to start? And he paused for a second. He goes, when they announced it last night. <laughs> and it was perfect because – you know, you try to catch the the youngster, but you know when you, when you're you're talking to the media, when you play for Ohio State, it's not like you know you talk all the time, and you th- this this is something you get used to. And he's very very smart. He's wise. Um, I liked when he talked about how they sit down late in the week and they go over the plays that he feels comfortable with, and uh, that's nice to see when you see the plays that they called. The passes to Mooney, um, some of the routes to Allen Robinson. Now, if they maybe he's not comfortable with passes to the tight ends. I can't think of any other reason why the tight end doesn't get any targets. I think uh, actually Kamat did get a few targets today. I think it was three or four, but um, he just had the one catch. For Cole Komet. We come back. We'll talk more about the Bears' win 24 14. You want to jump on in 312 332 3776. They got the Raiders coming up. The Raiders play their game tomorrow night when they take on the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Should be a great game. Uh, I, I think there's a game going on tonight. I'm not sure. I've heard a lot of people talking about it throughout the course of the week. Uh, I don't care. I couldn't care less um, about this game, but. Anyway, that's just me. Call me crazy. 312 332 3776. Talking Bears after a 10 point win over the
0: Lions. The ESPN 1000 postgame show returns after these.
5: This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000.
0: The ESPN Chicago postgame show continues on the ESPN Chicago app in HD at 100.3 HD2 and on AM at ESPN 1000.
1: So the Bears get a win 24 14 over the Detroit Lions. Lions fall to 0 4, the Bears 2 2. Do you think that there's any possibility that Andy Dalton starts next week? If Andy Dalton's healthy and can go after you saw what you saw from Justin Fields, do you think there's any possibility that Andy Dalton plays? And if not, do you think there's any possibility that Andy Dalton never plays again? If the Bears liked what they saw... And I think it would be hard to not like what you saw from Justin Fields today. Again, 11 for 17 for the game, 209 yards. He threw the interception on a tip ball, and uh, he was sacked once. Um, but three, one, two, three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six. Do you think Andy Dalton will start again this year, or do you think it's now Justin Fields' team? I know that's one of the questions Cap's probably going to be talking about tomorrow, along with Jay Hood, tomorrow morning at 7. And then, uh, don't forget, at 10 o'clock, it'll be Carmen and Yurko. I I had a chance to go see those guys the other day. They do a um, Football Friday podcast, and they went out to 93 Octane out in St. Charles, um, part of the Pride stores in uh, St. Charles. Great place, tremendous beer. And if you get a chance, head on out there. It's a really nice place. They just opened up a new patio and uh, had a great time out there listening to their podcast. They both thought the Bears would win this week, and they did a 10-point win. They had a 21-0 lead. It got a little scary in moments, but the Lions um, shot themselves in the foot more than enough in this game, especially in the first half when they, get, they drive inside the Bears' 10 and the first three possessions, come away with no points. Now, something for Justin Fields. Justin Fields, after today's game, has nine completions of 10-plus yards, 10-plus air yards, meaning the ball traveled 10 yards or more through the air. That's nine of them. Andy Dalton, in the games he's played this year, has two. And I think that's what, as a Bears fan, you'd like to see the offense finally get to you know, the present age, the present date, okay? Because Bears' offense, for the most part, has not been that over the, over the last couple of years. We thought that the Bears' offense would be something where they'd be able to move the ball more, throw it to the tight ends, go deep to an Allen Robinson or a Darnell Mooney. Well, we didn't see that till today. And today you saw Darnell Mooney with five catches, Allen Robinson with three. You saw, saw the ball go deep. When you see Fields' passes today of 20 or more yards, 21 yards to Mooney, 64 yards to Mooney, 32 yards to Mooney, and a 30- and a 27-yarder to Allen Robinson. That's nice. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for the ball to be in the air for the Chicago Bears, and it makes – running makes the the pass easier. Uh, David Montgomery, there will be a lot of questions tomorrow, how the MRI turns out. When he went down, he left. You heard um, earlier, if you were listening – Donald Mooney talked about as soon as he went down, he heard him yell. You saw him take his helmet off. He was visibly in pain and grabbed his left knee, uh, was helped off the field, went right to the uh, locker room after that. So hopefully he'll be okay and ready to go for next week. Who knows? If he misses a week or two, we'll see. But Montgomery is a guy, and we've known it. That's the thing. When they draft a guy like this, and just don't give him the ball. It's so frustrating. But today, 23 carries, 106 yards, and two touchdowns, and he was not going down. On that second touchdown, the nine-yard run, he went. He was pushing uh, with his back. They turned him around, and he got to the goal line and scored. Had, at the time, giving the Bears a 14-0 lead. 3-1-2, 3-3-2, 3-7-7-6. We'll play the entire Matt Nagy press conference right after 7-30. But a couple other things he talked about, and they asked Justin Fields about this. And I'm looking. I'm getting ready to watch the game. I got my notepads all ready to start taking notes. And all of a sudden, I see the Detroit Lions lining up to kick off. I said, okay, well, I said the Lions must have won the toss and elected to defer. No, the Bears won the toss and decided they would like to take the ball. Now, that's interesting and Matt Nagy says, and you'll hear it when we play the, uh, the the bite, but Matt Nagy said it was the weather was part of it because they expected there to be rain throughout the day. Every forecast I heard said there was going to be rain. If you're going to the Bears game, expect to get wet. Well, it didn't really get wet until after the contest at uh, Soldier Field. But that was one of the things, but Nagy says not that much. They wanted to get the ball. They wanted to have Justin Fields take the field in his first start at Soldier Field. And uh, it all worked out as they marched downfield, 12 plays, 75 yards, and they get a touchdown right off the bat with David Montgomery. Montgomery running left. Now, I was one of the guys that I think anytime you win the coin toss, you should defer. Because, and I everybody knows the reason why, you it's the only time in a game you can really get the ball back-to-back times. And it's got to work out perfect. you got to get the ball at the end of the first half, score, and then you have an opportunity to take the ball at the beginning of the second half on the kickoff and go downfield and score. You can score back-to-back touchdowns. Um, the Bears, though, decided, listen, we want the ball. We've got a guy that is going to be the starter. He's going to be at home in his first home start after a rough game. We think we have a good play, um, good plays called for him, and also we're playing the Detroit Lions. So another reason to make sure that happens. So it all worked out fine, just three Plays of negative yards, that's a good, that's a plus. You didn't see two or three yard losses. You saw uh, one sack and a couple of, you only saw one or two swing passes. And you did see several times during the course of the game direct snaps to David Montgomery. And we did know Nick Foles was the backup quarterback today. Andy Dalton was not in uniform. It was Nick Foles if, in fact, something happened to Justin Fields. But we also knew that David Montgomery has been talked about as being the emergency quarterback. So Montgomery was back there today. He handed the ball off one time. Another time, he took the ball and ran, and I think he gained 15, 18, 20 yards. Very, very nice as he, um, they ran play action with Montgomery, and that was a nice, nice thing. That's what David Montgomery does for you. And we've always talked about getting him 20, 25 touches. Well, 23 for 106 is the way it's supposed to work out. And that was very, very nice. Now, I've mentioned the stat a couple times. But the first three drives, the Detroit Lions take the ball and they get inside the Bears 10. And they don't score. So a stat came out from Next Gen Stats By driving the ball inside the Bears 10 on the first three drives without scoring, that's the first time it's happened by an NFL team driving the ball inside the 10 first three drives not scoring since 1993. So the Lions are setting records and doing all kinds of things that are bad. But if you look at it and there actually there was a Lions fan in the building earlier today, Ryan McGuire, our producer for White Sox baseball had his had his lion's shirt on and um, they have some they have a couple of nice running backs. they have a couple of nice young receivers. Uh, this Khalif Raymond looked good. Cephas looked pretty good. They have the makings of what could be a decent team down the road. Now, the question is, will this head coach be the guy that's going to get them to that next level? You want to jump on in 312 Uh, We're here till 8 o'clock. We're still going to hear from Matt Nagy, his entire press conference after the game, after the Bears 24 14 victory. Also, we'll take a look at the Bears division, how the teams panned out. Besides the Lions, we know that how the Vikings, how the Packers did, what they all have coming up for next week, and also some injuries around the National Football League from games that happened earlier today. Jump on in if you would like three one two three three two three seven seven six. I'd love to know if you think that Andy Dalton will start another game for the Bears, or if it, is it now Justin Fields' team? I don't know how far away um, Matt Nagy is from saying that, but uh, we'll hear from Matt Nagy. We come back after this.
0: This is the ESPN Chicago Postgame Show. Listen on the ESPN Chicago app in HD at one hundred point three HD two and on AM at ESPN one thousand. Chicago's home for sports is talking Bears football. This is the ESPN Chicago Postgame Show. Here's Fred Hubner.
1: So the Bears are two and two. They get the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas next week. Tomorrow it'll be the Raiders taking on the Chargers at uh, SoFi Stadium. Chargers are 2-1. and one. Raiders are 3-0. Uh, and oh. Can you believe the Arizona Cardinals are the only team in the NFL 4-0? Oh. That's amazing. They just took it to the Rams earlier today. And uh, I was listening earlier this morning, and the Rams and McVay, were, was, he was 4-0 against the Cardinals. Yeah, well, that didn't pan out very well from my wager. It certainly did not. Um, Big things coming up tomorrow here on ESPN 1000. Waddle and Sylvia broadcast from Guaranteed Rate Field inside the Shy Sox Bar and Grill tomorrow afternoon. It's part of the Change the Game rally from 3 until 7. Admission is free, but you must get a ticket in advance at whitesox.com slash... C-T-G. Live music, prizes, speed pitch machine. Come celebrate the White Sox in the playoffs. That is tomorrow, Monday afternoon, with Waddle and Sylvie at the Shy Sox Bar and Grill, right here on ESPN 1000. Well... He had nothing good to say after last week's game as the Bears lost and were sacked nine times. Justin Fields was nine times. Today, a much happier Matt Nagy. He talks about a lot of things, uh, obviously down about the injury to David Montgomery, but the Bears get the victory, and he talked after the contest.
7: All right, so uh, to get started, uh, I I want to um, uh, just give our players a lot of credit for stepping up. They came out here, and they won the game. They played hard. They accepted the challenge, um, in particular, uh, our offensive unit uh, with that offensive line, the tight ends, running backs, Justin, wide receivers, all in all, from the start, uh, they did it the first two drives, got a nice little lead, let our defense play. I thought we talked about let's have all three phases come out. Let's uh, let's play together. Let's fight. Let's be tough. Um, that's what we're about and responding to adversity. They did that. So the, the, the players... The players should get a lot of credit for, uh, for being able to come back, come out here and do what they did. So there's a lot that we'll learn from at the same time, like every game. But for, for us to be able to you know, rush for 185 yards, uh, to have the attempts we had to make plays when we did, there's a couple we'd want back. Uh, that's a part of football. But um, again, I can't state enough uh, with Justin bouncing back from last week. What a, what, a, what a great job for him to be able to respond to what happened, to learn, to get better. That's what this game's all about, right? You're, you're a rookie quarterback in a tough environment, your first start, you come back at home and you bounce back, and he did that. He made great plays, he made great throws, great decision-making, his teammates stepped up for him, the defense did, the, the special teams, his coaches did, and uh, for that, I'm proud of, of, of all those guys. Um, obviously, the, the, the defense, being able to have them one for five in the red zone, one for four, goal to go, I think, or maybe it was one, one for three, uh, get those stops. That's important. You're taking points off the board. Uh, when you play that way, uh, you, you can win football games. Um, and so that's uh, special teams. Again, I thought our, our kickoff coverage, our, uh, our punk coverage was, was good. And when you have the three phases, as we talked about last night, just emphasize it, you can win in this game. It's a division game. Uh, it's at home. And we've had two of those at the same point in time. I'd be remiss if I didn't give credit to coach Dan Campbell and those lions, man. They fight. We knew that going into this week that they're uh, they're going to feed off of their head coach. Uh, He's a he's a a guy that has done a great job and is going to have a great uh, program in their organization. And so give credit to them, too. Um, uh, Again, the positives of the game for for the O-line, you know, last week, nine sacks this week, one sack, right? Everybody included, not just the O-line. And then you know you look at the uh, three plays in negative yards. Last week, we got into those third and forevers on the road hard. This week to have three plays in negative yards is, is pretty good. So credit to those guys. Um, 10, 10 plus yards 12 times, 10 plus yards, six rushes and 25 plus yards for four passes. Those are things that when I come in after the game, you have no idea about. But you hear that and you feel good about it. Um, the defense to get the takeaways. Um, and so that that part I like injury wise, um, we got we got Hicks. We lost him first play uh, w- with his uh, his groin. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, obviously, David Montgomery with his knee, we'll work through that. Uh, and then Damian Williams uh, with a quad. So uh, speaking of the two two running backs, uh, again we'll we'll work through all that stuff here in the next couple of days. So I won't have any more on that. But again, um, to the coaches too, I thought that. In, a, in what we went through last week, we all together need to work together, and, and that's what we did. So I was, uh, I was proud of that.
8: Coach, you got your running game going. You were able to utilize some two and three tight end packages. Yeah.
7: To
8: play action pass. Yeah. Do you feel like you found the formula for success for this year's Bears team?
7: So um, when you look at this deal, uh, when when you when you play a game and you come out of a game like last week uh, in Cleveland, you you say to yourself, "Did we have an identity?" Right. And in general, I would say the answer to that was no. So whatever happened, whatever the result was of today, we were going to come out of this thing with an identity. And, and I think that's important. Uh, and, and again, this isn't something that just happens today on, on Sunday in a game. This is something that happens every day, Monday through Saturday. And then we got to do it today. I told you there was a lot of talks. I told you there was a lot of uh, honesty. And it's about solutions. And so now I thought we did a good job of that today. But let's build off of that.
9: And can you tell us what you do know about David Montgomery? Can you give us just some sense of
7: what's... I, again, I, I don't know. I don't know enough. So we'll just keep working through it. You
9: asked, you asked for the ball to start the game. That was
6: obviously a mm-hmm. yeah. about the mindset going into that and then also what you felt about that first drive. David.
7: Yeah, so a couple things involved with that. Um, I think that with, what, with our mindset of this week offensively, what we discussed, what we talked about, Um, Maybe that was a little bit of it. There was possibly, it didn't happen, right? But you look at the week all week, it's supposed to have a little bit of weather too in in the later on. And so that wasn't really that big of a deal, but maybe a little bit of it. And then just for us to be able to go and have a mindset of let's go down there, let's get the ball, let's see what we can do with it in a perfect world. We'll go ahead and get a touchdown and go up 7-0 and let our defense go. And, and that's what happened. Does it always work? No. Do we always do it? No. But sometimes I feel like as a head coach, you know, you, you talk to your coordinators, you talk to your coaches, and you make a decision. And whatever it is, you roll with it. that's what we did. What
6: about that opening drive?
7: Yeah. Yeah, just, just, just rhythm. Uh, guys made plays. Uh, we got the running game going. you know, And then we were effective in, in the red zone. And um, David has a knack. He has a knack for the red zone. He shows that. He's proven that all year long. He's proven in his whole career. Uh, so you put it on, you hang it on, on, you hang your hat on those O-linemen, those tight ends. Like sometimes the O-line always gets all the credit, and they did a hell of a job. But I, I, I can't forget about, we can't forget about those tight ends either, and the way that David runs and, and Damian and these other guys. So um, if you could wake up in the morning and say, I wish this would happen on the first drive, that's what happened. So that was a good thing.
6: And you referenced all the conversations and the solutions you had this week. Yeah delegating
2: some of the play yeah
7: again that that goes back to uh, what we talked about internally for the whole week is whatever I can do for for the the best thing for, for the Bears um, whatever that is and I think that uh, again for for us I think big picture so we all understand it is um, you know The the offense in general, we get together on Monday as a staff, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We go through everything together. Ultimately, it goes through me, right? Everything that we do, regardless of of anything else, who's calling this, who's calling that, it goes through me. And so um, that part I appreciate because we we do it together and then there's a collaboration of how we do it. But uh, I thought that our coaches did a great job today. Uh, I thought our players executed, which is what we asked for. And quite honestly, again, like I know, and with all due respect, I understand the questions, but that's what it is, and that's what's going to be the rest of the year. Is just is just knowing that whatever happens, it goes through me, and we've done it together.
8: What does the way uh, Justin played today mean for him starting going forward?
7: Say that again, one more time. The way Justin played yeah. Back, what does
8: it mean for him starting going forward, depending.
7: Well, in- yeah, we'll we'll work through. All we wanted to do, quite honestly, today was win, win the game. Go two and two, and be able to talk about everything else as we go. You guys all know uh, in regards to Andy working through what he went through this past week, so um, we'll we'll see where he's at. And and, uh, but Justin had to focus on today and winning this football game and getting better. And I think he did both of those. Yeah. It was there, whether it's now, whether it's tomorrow, whether whenever it is, all I wanted to do and see with Justin and, and we wanted to see was exactly what we saw today, which is which is growth. Were there things that he can get better at? Yeah, there's that's every quarterback in the NFL, right? So understanding that and knowing that and and that's where now it's our job. Unlike last week, when you lose, now you win, you can still have a lot of the same corrections of certain things. Now, he did a lot of good things, too, that that we understand. You might not know from the outside within a play with a decision that he made, but I know from the sideline he made them and we know from the the box he made them. So now that's all that's all he could do was win today and and just get better. And uh, I think I know for a fact he did that.
5: So how would you describe the, the how would you describe the uh
8: the performance of the secondary and if there are any concerns about the group
7: No I I think they play hard that's all you know go out there play hard make plays um and they did that they it's a full communication between them and the front seven and uh, all those guys they played hard and, and they made plays now you got
6: uh, Eddie back you know first time since 2019 what
7: you see from from him and the elite th- Yeah I, it, it's um from what I was seeing on the sideline you see a guy that's uh, for him to be able to come in and play the amount of plays that he did. And, and he, Eddie Goldman affects plays by just being out there. Uh, he can affect other play, players having good results by him being out there. He's very, very underrated. So I can't tell you specifically, um, but but when we get, I'm, I'm excited to watch the tape and see all the numbers and see what he did and how he ha- helped impact the game. The had, Say that again? The offensive line
5: had almost a night and day difference. Yeah. In what do you think went
7: into their performances? Well, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Um, number one, uh, you know, there's a lot of different variables. But, but we we talked about at the beginning of the week what they are uh, and how we think we can get better. And whether it's, you know, th- there's <laughs> whether it's a lot of different things without me getting into details. I, I just I hate to do that because all I care about is that they played their, their butts off today and they they fought. They were tough. And they gave uh, our running backs chances to create lanes, and when you do that and you average four or five yards of carry that that's a good deal because what you do is in the end you're, you know and we weren't good on third down, we were one for eight, but we weren't third and ten, third and twelve, third and nineteen, third and twenty two, third and fourteen, et cetera. We were a lot less than that, so um, you know we just got to keep getting better there. How
5: do you feel as the head coach having such a balance between the passing and the run the game? Yeah several
7: times last season. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's, that's um, for sure. You got to be able to do that. You want to be balanced. Does it happen every game? No. Um, but in, in general, when you're able to get the carries that we got, we had, what, thir- in the end, 39 total carries. Um, I think you can win football games doing that. Is every game going to be like that? No. There's going to be some games where you have 20 total carries and you have 45 attempts passing how the games go. When you can get out to a lead and have a fast start, it's always going to help. And then you get to four-minute, you see at the four-minute there at the end, we busted a couple, right? We got a couple. That always adds a few more. That's the recipe for success, in my opinion. And and again, um, I'm just proud of our players. Our players came here today. They showed up. They they were challenged. We they, And they accepted it. And they took it head-on. They got a win. And now we got to reset again, learn off of this, and see how we can get better against a good Raiders team. So, so
6: man, just to clarify, can you say who called the plays? And if there was a change, what impact it had on
7: the game? Yeah, so... In regards to the play calling, uh, Bill did a great job, you know, and and I think that, uh, you know, at the same point in time, it's important that we understand that uh, I had to be, I, I felt good out there as a head coach. And that's real, you know, um, that, but we all get together. We talk through um, how we're going to call the game. And we do that when when I'm when I'm calling plays, too. You know, what I mean, us as a staff, we get together and and. Um, so I think that that's important for everybody to know, you know, is that when we build a game plan together, whether it's the offensive line coach with Juan or whether it's our tight ends coach or wide receiver coach, et cetera, we do it together. And, and in the end, um, you know, I get a, a great opportunity to say, yes, I like this or no, I don't as the head coach. Right. In charge of all that. that that's real. Right. So um, when you do that now. I also go back to saying last week, right, or this this last week was, hey, whatever I need to do to try to be the best head coach for the Chicago Bears, whatever that is, I, I don't care. I just want us to have the best opportunity to win. And I feel like Bill did a great job today. Our players did a great job. Our coaching staff did a great job. And we played collectively together as a team, not just players, not just coaches, everybody. And when you have that, it's a good feeling. So we'll continue to just keep talking. We'll continue to, to but but again like again with all due respect all due respect that it's going to be the, the last time i talk about it do you, okay with that
8: sorry do, do, you, do you, want you want to that? stick the bill as the playbook
7: again I, like like i said <laughs> you just <laughs> you're <laughs> unbelievable you try what you try, well, you try well, I, listen i i hope you understand i get it i get it i get it but just just know like <laughs> Uh, that's it, no more with theirs. And
0: this was seen uh,
6: more. outside of Hell's Hall, this was seen as a game that you-
7: <laughs> He tried, man, he tried. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Mark.
6: Uh, outside <laughs> of Hall, this was seen as a game that you personally could not afford to lose. Mm-hmm. I know you don't see it that way, mm-hmm. but did you get the impression, through a lot of the questions you were being asked last week, that this was more than just another week four game?
7: So for me, um, there's, al- there's always, you-, you always have moments in-, in your life, moments in your career where you get to a point where, um, you, you understand, okay, where you're at, why you're there, um, how you're going to get through it. Um, and I just feel like as you get to this point, um, you get to start to see true colors of people, um, whether it's players, coaches, um, out, people outside, family, friends, et cetera. And this, this comes with the territory. I mean, this is anybody that signs up to be a head coach is always going to go through times like this. For me personally, I have ultimate trust in a lot of people. And the people, they, 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 uh, when I say that our players, our players stepped up and they did a heck of a job of understanding that, forget me and all that other stuff. They don't care about that. All they care about is making sure that we win this game. And, and that's all, that's all I care about. So whatever else is going on out there, I I understand it. that's a part of the game, but um, I, I know that for all of us, it was very important to win this division game at home and, and control that.
0: What does this
6: uh, offensive performance do, like for the confidence of the team, uh, like
7: ahead of the game? Yeah, it, it's very important because uh, when you come off of a game like last week, it's it's um, it challenges you. It makes you uh, take a step back and realize um, what is it all about. And it last week wasn't about just one thing. There was a lot of things that went into it. Um, but at the same point in time. It feels a lot better. And we told the guys, man, you get, a, you get a win in the NFL, you celebrate it, you enjoy it tonight, you come back tomorrow ready to go, you, you fix your corrections, but um, it, it helps. It definitely helps because it's, a, it's the right step. And the NFL is a long season. There's a lot of, of uh, highs and lows. And my job as a leader of these men, everybody, is to make sure that when you have a bad game and you struggle, can you rally back? Can you respond? right? Because there's a lot of people that don't. They just, they're negative and they don't care and they just want to give up. We're not doing that. We're not. And so our players proved it that now we got it. Now when you win, right, you don't get complacent. And now when you don't get complacent, um, you accept the next challenge and you try to get better. But being better on offense, being better on defense, being better on special teams shows that we have a good football team. And, and I'm just proud of our, our players for that.
1: Yeah, and the next challenge is next Sunday in Las Vegas against the Raiders. We'll take a look at how the division did elsewhere. The Bears beat the Detroit Lions 24-14. We're talking about it on ESPN 1000.
0: The dissection of the Bears game continues right after this. This is the ESPN 1000 postgame show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. This is the ESPN Chicago Postgame Show. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow at ESPN1000Chicago. So in the
1: Bears division, they're now 2-2. The Lions fall to 0-4. The Bears get uh, Las Vegas next week. Detroit is at Minnesota. The other teams in the Bears division, the Vikings, they marched downfield and scored on the first possession. As Kirk Cousins has Justin Jefferson, and you figure, okay, the um, you know, the victory's on its way. But that was it. They did not score again. And uh the Browns, well, they did score.
0: 18th play of the drive. for the fullback. Kareem Hunt, Chanovich, the block, and he torpedoes in for the touchdown.
1: Kareem Hunt scoring a touchdown. The Browns getting a 14-7 win over Minnesota. I was shocked in this one for the low-scoring game. I thought um, that Cleveland would be able to put up more points against Minnesota. And when the Vikings scored right off the bat, I thought that uh, they would be able to do well. But they didn't. That was it. So next week, Minnesota hosting Detroit. The Green Bay Packers... After a thoroughly disgusting win over the Niners, over my Niners last week on Sunday night, when uh, Aaron Rodgers threw the ball downfield, he gets two first downs to Devontae Adams, and all of a sudden Crosby comes in and kicks the field goal. While Aaron Rodgers was busy today with a couple of touchdown passes, including this one.
0: Rodgers, <laughs> it. it's caught for the touchdown by Randall Cobb. His second.
1: Yep, he ties the record form with Marino's at touchdowns, touchdown passes. He ties the record with Dan Marino. Aaron Rodgers had two TD tosses today, both to Randall Cobb. He also ran one in as the Packers get the twenty-seven to seventeen win over Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh actually had the lead in this game early, but uh, the Packers in Lambeau Field take over. They are now three and one. They are on top of the division. Then you have the Bears at two and two, Minnesota one and three and Detroit in the back at 0-4. So next week, the Bears are in Vegas to take on the Raiders while Green Bay travels to Cincinnati. And uh, we'll see how that turns out. Bengals... um playing okay football, not too shabby. Um, and the Bears getting ready for the Vegas Raiders. We'll see how uh, they do tomorrow night when they take on the Los Angeles Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Should be a really good Monday night contest in the NFL, wrapping up week four of the NFL. Cannot wait for week five. See how things go as the Bears hit the road. They've got that road home, road home schedule. So after a uh, two wins at home, Two losses on the road, they take to the road again take on Las Vegas. Thanks to Sean Davis for all of his help. Thanks to you for listening and jumping on in. The Bears and Justin Fields. They get a victory over the Detroit Lions 24-14. Fields 11 for 17, 209 yards and just one interception. One sack and David Montgomery. Really nice game. 23 rush, 106 yards. We'll see how he is. An MRI scheduled for tomorrow as he went down with a knee injury late in the contest. Thanks for listening. Don't forget Big Day Tomorrow, Waddle and Sylvie out at the uh, Shy Sox Bar and Grill. And they'll be broadcasting live later tomorrow. Go White Sox. Thanks for listening here on ESPN
7: 1000. They were well experienced in that club dub. Nice little breakdown, a couple booms. In Go there. Bears!